Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Jean to Natalie Jean, and today on Chatting with Nat we have the impressive singer-songwriter Sasha Fuentes. When dating a songwriter, one must expect to be written about good or bad. That's so very true. Every song is written about someone and for someone. It's the one place I can say the things I was never able to say in person, says Sasha. Sasha Prendes is a rising songstress whose storytelling plus cinematic pop rock moody R&B is coming in hot. She emerged in 2019 and has been gaining attention with her new release, Understandably, plus Stay Angry, featuring the talented producers James Oliver III, Hannon Rubenstein, Sasha was born in New Jersey and was raised by her Cuban parents in the great state of Kansas. Raised on Disney sing-along, classic salsa, pop rock, R&B, and even country, Sasha's parents exposed her to all types of music. They realized very quickly Sasha's ability to sing, but no one knew of her songwriting skills until later in life. Sasha's influences include Taylor Swift, Evanescence, Sarah Bareilles, Adele, Eli Sust, and others. By listening to other artists, be, by listening to other artists, be so open and vulnerable about their experiences, Sasha felt compelled to tell her stories. She writes of unrequited love in Sail Away, Rock Bottom, and Losing My Mind, Friends with Benefits in Yellow Sweater, Don't Care Anymore Attitude, and Understandably, Boy, Do I Have That Attitude, Falling in Love with Brooklyn, just to name a few. She always gets the last word. I love it. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. How are you? I am hanging in there. Now, let me ask you this. How have you been during this, these cray-cray-cray-cray? Let me tell you. Let me put it to you this way. The politics, George Floyd, pandemic, monkeypox, Roe versus Wade, mass shootings, what else? new variants, COVID had some babies, um, gas prices, rising <laughs> world that we're living in. How are you doing with all of that? You know... I'm hanging in there, and I can genuinely say that the one thing that has kept me sane throughout this absolute chaos and insanity is love and my family. I mean, you get to a point where you just kind of have to block out all the negativity. It's so hard right now to decipher what's true and what's not. Sanity, it's like we all need to just kind of like take a step back and not take everything we hear at face value. Um, and know that the divisiveness that's occurring in the world right now is done on purpose. Mm. And the more that people fight and the more that people disagree, you know, the more conflict there is. Somebody is making money off of these conflicts, off of this new Cold War in Russia. So I, I try to stay as neutral as possible. I try to support my fans as best as I can and just spread love. And I believe that music is that escape from this toxic relationship that our world has forced us into right now. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, I agree with you 100%. Obviously, there's somebody out there making uh, a lot of money on people's misery. <laughs> misery. Yes. You know? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad. You know, I even, you know, I'm a social impact message writer, and I have a song called Numb, you know, and it's all about, you know, um, the mass shootings and stuff like that, how people just become numb to it. You know, the first couple of days, they're like, oh, my God. And then after that, people are just like, ah, okay, this is what America has become. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Everybody is making money off of that, especially gun owners, gun gun places, uh, are making money off of uh, 
the the misery, the the fear. Because yeah, when people start fearing and all these mass shootings, everything that's going on in the world, they're like, oh, maybe I should arm up myself. So there's another gun store and say, okay, then they're not even into guns, but they're just gonna do that thing. So yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Now, let me ask you this. Let me just give you a little synopsis here. Obviously, yeah, it was bad. We can say that people have long-term COVID. I do. Um, I had it twice. I've been back, waxed, boosted, whatever. They've done everything to me, but I still got it twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just. I like got this. it four times. Four. <laughs> oh yeah, no. dude. Super bad to like kind of bad to like didn't really realize I had it to like maybe I had it to you know. It's all. It's all the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just continue to focus on health and strength and. Yeah, that's all you can do. That's really do. what it comes down to, you know. Like, there's nothing else you can do. Oh, my gosh. No, see, if I had four times, I'd just jump off. I always use that expression, jump off, jump off a cliff, because I have long-term COVID. And I swear to God, I mean, it's the worst thing. There are times I'm writing a sentence. I, now I really have to think about, is this the right way to say this? <laughs> Because this doesn't sound right the way really? I'm typing. No, I have it. And, or if I'm typing something, words will jump out on the screen. And I'm like, where did this word come from? I didn't type this word. It is bizarre. And I already suffer from insomnia. I've had this insomnia. I mean, it's just, it's just all kinds of crap. But so people have had that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been bad. And people have lost lives. People have lost limbs. But there have been some pros, believe it or not. Now, you know, I've seen people walk around with their families. You know, when we were locked down, people were just like, they had to get to know each other again. Like even couples had to get to know each other, those that live together. And so there were more families walking outside together, making family time. There are people I know, colleagues that decided to cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending time with family. You have climate change. When we were not in the street, pollution levels went down. The animals were like, yay, I hope they don't come back. But we came back. Um, yeah. And there were a series of articles of people that decided to quit their jobs because what they realized is that, you know, they need to make a living, obviously, but they need to be happy. So people were deciding that they had to do something that was more in line with their mission, their destiny. And for artists like you and me, people release EPs albums, singles, tracks, you name it. Some people decide to rebrand. Some people decide, okay, I want to be a more effective player. So a lot of people had time for self-introspection. They had time to reevaluate who they are as people, as artists, what they want to do with their lives. So during this time, did you take time to think about things? Did you change anything? Or did you just say who you are? Did you understand that part? (laughs) oh not yeah I feel you on that you know COVID I've been doing music full-time uh for the last several years I was working a a sales job and I just remember standing outside looking at the sky in 2018 and was like god give me a sign that I should be doing music full-time like like Mm -hmm. show me a sign and then and the next day I got a phone call and they fired me and my, yeah, yeah, and my girlfriend is there, and she's, like, crying, and she's, like, oh, my gosh, they're going to fire me next, and I was, like, no, girl, you are not getting fired, and she's, like, why are you laughing, and I just was, like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to smoke a fat blunt and give grace <laughs> and give some worship to God, because that was verbatim what I asked for, and since then, I have just been on this insane musical journey and COVID was really difficult because, you know, I had other jobs. I was working, you know, as a nanny, I was doing other things, Mm -hmm. but COVID, COVID was hard. I I think I gained like 20 pounds. I was so desperate to like get out of my house. I I mean, I was in fear. I was posting blogs. I was crying. I got COVID Mm -hmm. missing my thinking the world, you know, the sky is falling. And then after a few months, I was like, you know what? Yes, this is very dangerous. But what's mm. happening is bullshit, you know, right. and and the way that the governments have handled, and I know everyone, like, you know, will critique both administrations. Um, however, as we build and as we become stronger, you know, we have the latest technology, we have the most advanced science. The fact that 
COVID was used as a political weapon. You know, mm. if you really look into who runs, you know, the World Health Organization, if you actually look at who those people are and, and what they've done to the world, you know, right. it just, it's not adding up to me. And so after doing extensive research, because, you know, there's so much disinformation, I found right. that, you know what, this is corruption. Pharmaceutical companies are making billions. You know, China's still making billions. No one's taking responsibility. And it's now forcing the consumer. It's much like environmentalism. It's like, okay, it's, we need to blame the companies that are producing mass plastics and disposable plastics instead of, you know, and making cars instead of slashing the tires of your oh. neighbors who have SUVs in the name of, in the name of the environment. You know, it's like, it, this isn't in the, we as consumers, it's not our job. We can't fix the planet by ourselves. It's those who are actually in control. It's those who are above us, those who press the go button that mass produce these pollutants, right. you know, and they're making too much money. And, yep. and it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, but I found in 2020, my ex-boyfriend passed away, unfortunately. Um, mm. And that was very traumatic as well, right. too. We had not been together, but it was a, a very sad right. event. And that really traumatized me. Then I was, like, dating this, like, dude. And he was out cheating on me and humiliating me. Oh. And I had just, like, met all these people. And so I'm sitting here, like heavy because I'm eating, depressed, right. people are dying, no job, no money, album got pushed back, you know, a year and some change. I, I'm sitting here, like, I'm not friends with any of the people that I was best friends with. I lost a lot of friends who I thought were ride or die. So 2020 right. was a complete mind fuck for me. Mm. And as awful as it was, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through shitty experiences. So, you know, I lost some friends, but I gained some new ones. You know, God was like, hey, I'm going to remove all of this toxicity from your life. If it wasn't for COVID or even my ex that explained, he introduced me to my man who I've been with now for over a year. His name is John, and John is an angel. And it's just hilarious. Like, <laughs> we met during the pandemic. So many people met during the pandemic. People are having pregnancies, getting married. There's more marriages than ever. It's either it's either you love me or you don't. Because right. if anything ever right. happens, we are stuck in this house. You know, so, so that's really what it was for me. And I think my story is very similar, you know, to yours and to to so many other people. You know, the details don't always matter. It's about renewal, rebirth, what's important. Do I feel that I am living for my purpose, my passion? Right. How are my kids? How are my parents? You know, it, it became, if you didn't hit me up during the pandemic, respectfully, you're not my friend. <laughs> like, if you didn't come to check up on me, if you didn't call me, <laughs> we're not really friends, are we? Exactly. Exactly. Well, one, okay. So within, okay. So, during that past three years, during the pandemic and all that stuff, yeah, people not con. It's just like you realized who your true friends were and who your enemies were. I, I completely get you on oh, that. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. One of the the biggest things with the pandemic is that I realized who were racist and who were not. And some people are just like shocked. And I was like, okay, bye. Um, I'm not gonna be your token black friend because I'm not doing that. But um, you know, and <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Not doing that. Um, and you, I. I even released a song because I was watching everything and it's called block and it's about blocking people on social media. It's like, oops, you just got blocked. Because you, I mean, there's just a point where you're just not going to tolerate shit anymore. And people just have to understand that, you know, you have to love yourself first and you're not, and people, some people just think, Oh, you need them in your life. And you're like, no, boo, boo, no, I don't. I'm doing quite well. Now with the gaining weight thing, Oh, don't worry. There's nothing called pandemic weight. Everybody had it. I had it. I had to get a Peloton. <laughs> and, and, and I work out on the Peloton twice a day. And, and the Peloton, the pandemic weight came off, but I had to kill myself. I mean, I think with the pandemic, I mean, for me, I went out and bought food that I don't even buy. I mean, I bought like Oreo cookies and I said, oh, I'm just going to eat this. And I didn't even know <laughs> what I'm going to do. 
And I think, oh, well, I'm going to drink all the beer that I want. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then it was like, what? Wait that in the mirror. I don't recognize that person. Who the hell is that? Um, so, don't <laughs> And the mama went through that mess. And it was just, well, you know, you're a year, you're, you're stuck in the house in the year. And what else you got to do? You can watch TV. You can focus on music. But there are a lot of sad things going on. You get stressed out. You get depressed. You're just like, oh, where is this world coming to? And then you come out of it. You're just like, I'm stronger. I can, I can do this thing. Um, but how did you get yeah. into the music business? How was it? Did you come out of the womb? And when you came out of the womb, you're just like, okay, <laughs> music wall. I'm just gonna do music. Or is it was it something that you heard, you saw, or it's just it's just an amazing. <laughs> So for me as a child, I believe I was singing before I was speaking, which that was a pretty cool fun fact that my mom shared with me not that long ago. And, um, you know, they would always have Disney sing-along VHSs. And I would just sit there and be like, again, again. And that's how I learned how to read and sing, you know, with a little right. Mickey Mouse, like bouncing on each word. And that's where I learned, like, pitch and tuning. But I didn't know the terminology. Um, so... It's interesting. I was really shy, too. Like, I wasn't, I mean, I'm very extroverted, but, like, when it came to, like, my music or my songwriting, I'm eight years old <laughs> writing songs, you know, about love and, like, crossing the ocean for you. Like, I was some heartbroken <laughs> child, and I don't know why. You know, I had an amazing family. I had a beautiful childhood. My parents were awesome. And I just was really passionate and romantic, and I was so into you know, romantic comedies and stories and fantasy stuff and Disney. And so I wrote a lot about that. And I think as a Libra, naturally, that was just, you know, I was, I always had a crush on, on blonde, blue eyed boys in kindergarten. Like, I don't know where I got this from. I don't, I don't know why I'm like this, but um, yeah. And then as I got older, um, it wasn't until after college that I decided to pursue it, you know, full time. And it has been a journey. I was like, I need a team. I need my OVO 40 to my Drake. You know, like I needed someone who wanted to grow with me and learn with me. And I constantly looked for that and never found it. I've gotten sucked over so many times where people would like hold my music hostage and hold my videos hostage. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after about 10 years of doing this, I, you know, every job I took, I'd be like, music would always pull me back. I get another job because, you know, you got to pay the bills. And then it would just be like, mm, no, this isn't for me. And all the signs just continue to point to music. So right. that's, that's essentially how I got there. So you're trial and error and then just following that gut instinct. Mm. Not giving up. You can't give up. No, you can't. You, can't. you can take a break. Yeah. <laughs> you can take a break, but you can't give up. This industry will throw so many things at you. Where you want to give up, you're like, oh, no, I don't know. And then the universe will say, no, this is what you're supposed to do. And you're like, okay, yeah. send me money my way. Cause yeah. You know, this, stuff ain't, this ain't cheap. Um, give, send me the right people. Send it to me. Um, so I completely get that. Um, so how important is it for you to be authentic in your music and as a person? <clears throat> you know, it's incredibly important to me because all of my songs are about people. They're almost like letters to them. You know, they're pages out of my diary. And what I think is important is I, I don't, I don't necessarily have like an alter ego. I'm mm-hmm. still discovering like my performance self, you know, I'm still figuring out like what's the best way to show me to the audience the way that for who I really am you know right and sometimes I get I get shy like speaking on stage I'm like oh can I just sing but I'm also like no I'm like I talk like I freaking talk <laughs> I love to chat I love to let people get to know me so it kills me right I had to have this like inner battle with myself um but then everyone's just like just be you just be you and I'm like keep it a hundred I'll be like yeah this song is about a douchebag <laughs> that cheated right. on me or <laughs> yeah or I'll be like oh this song is about a guy who held me you know kept me on a string for several years and made me think mm-hmm. that 
if when the right moment came, we would get back together and it just mentally fucked with me and I wasn't able to, you know, commit to my relationships that I was currently in because I was like, oh, no, you know, he's, he's my end-all, be-all. These right. guys, this is just temporary, you know, and I wrote a lot of music about, you know, being mind-fucked by so many different people and situations, friendships. Nobody seems to really write about, like, homies that fuck you over. I have songs mm. about that, too. And um, I just try to keep it 100 because I don't want anyone to be shocked by my behavior. I do not want uh, any scandals to come out and be like, oh, my God, Sasha smoked weed, or oh, my God, Sasha <laughs> has been in an abusive relationship. Oh, heaven, Sasha has drug references in her songs. Yo, I'm keeping mm. it 100. I've lived a pretty solid, crazy life. And I write about those experiences, and I believe that's what makes me more relatable. So right. I don't want to hide behind this, like, this this box of, like, females have to be a certain way. And, like, right. you know, it's, it's I'm a good girl and a bad girl. A bad girl with a good heart. I'm not here. I am I am not Mother Teresa. I am not pageant queen. <laughs> I have done great things for my family, for my friends. I would give the shirt off my back. You know, but I've also made a lot of mistakes, and I've also had to make some powerful choices, and we all do. So yeah. that is my biggest reason for being authentic. Is like I'm, I'm trying. Don't don't be taking pictures of me walking out of the house and be surprised if I ain't got no makeup on and I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> that is not headline news. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Spotted. Spotted. It, it, it's like leaving your house, no makeup. I, see, I don't like makeup, so, and I wear, uh, listen, and I'm, I'm a spokesmodel for some my, my friend's makeup brand, but I wear it just to perform, because I'm always touching my face. I have a problem with that, and then I feel, oh, my God, it's so icky. I'm just weird. Uh, but, yeah, so I do these TikToks, and my sister will say, what, you didn't think you could put some makeup on? I said, no. Because this is what I normally look like. And my hair will be a mess. I don't care. Yeah, I don't personally care. Whatever. I'm trying to be authentic. And the, the interesting thing is that, you know, during the pandemic, I did all these courses on TikTok and stuff like that. And they said the videos that do the best are the ones where people are being themselves authentic. You know, people want somebody that they can relate to. People, that's what happened yeah. with, um, I think that during the pandemic, a lot of people started listening to independent music because they were tired of, you know, the fake news, the this, the that. And they wanted to, you know, people can't, people can't really relate to mainstream artists um, unless you hear, read about their background story and maybe they can relate to them with their background life before they made it. But after they make it and they have all this money, the bodyguards and stuff like that, they can't relate. So, you know, people uh, go towards the people that make them feel good. Like they might say, oh, I got to listen to some Sasha right now because her music is what I need at that point in me. At that moment, she she gets yeah. me. You feel her vibe. This yeah. is what people needed. They needed some kind of hope. Now, you're you're a Latina, okay? How do you think that <laughs> you think that Latin artists are, are represented well in the music community? I believe that the Latin music market has just Exploded, and I love. I, I'm a. I love Bad Bunny. I love Becky G, like Carol G, like all mm. these badasses. They're killing it. That you know, Bad Bunny is like you know the the Drake of Spanish music. He's all in his field. Yeah. So many people are like, oh, he's got me in my bag right now. And you know, I, I just love that that representation is there, you know, and that, and that everybody, 20 countries speak Spanish, you know, and some. So it's so important to me, I think, for everyone, you know, representation is super important. And I'm tapping into the Spanish market because my family's from Cuba. Oh, yeah. So, but they're from Cuba. And so I speak fluent Spanish. My family, you know, I go and visit them as often as possible um, out here in the East Coast and in Miami. And I just have such a big heart you know, for the people that have made such sacrifices to come over, you know, to mm -hmm. allow, you know, me to live out my dreams. For instance, um, we were actually at a barbecue the other day with my family, and I told my grandpa, because he can, he has a really beautiful voice. He sings, like, this beautiful, low, 
like tenor 1950s kind of Frank Sinatra style. And I was like, you know, if you didn't have to escape, uh, you know, a dictatorship with three kids and a wife and lose everything you've ever had and travel to another continent to then sell things door to door and fish on the side of the road to survive and then to come to the United States and not speak the language and raise your three kids, who the, my, my father being one of them, who had me, and now I'm able to pursue my music and pursue my dreams. It's like it's this, you know, it's this generational, generational growth. Right. And I believe it's so important to keep to keep those traditions and to keep that culture because that element of me, that generational trauma is a part of me as well. And so how Spanish music is being represented in film, is right. being represented on TV, you know, it's not just the stereotypical novella style of representation. It's like we're all out here. We're all hot. We're all fun. We're all making music, fun music, sad music, acoustic music. There's like Spanish country, and it's gorgeous. So I I love the diversity and the takeover, the genre takeover. It's like Spanish, English. My next song is in is in Spanglish, because I speak what? Spanish and English. You know, like I had to express myself in English in this one part. I had to say what I had to say, and then I had to say the next part in Spanish. That's how I felt. And so I think it's beautiful. I'm I'm so happy with where Latin music is today and where the Latinos are and where we continue to go. I I think that's wonderful. Here's here's the thing. Uh, so it's it's funny because when um Takira and Jennifer Lopez performed at the Super Bowl year my god afterwards there was so much there was a lot of hype there was a lot of people that were excited and happy about oh and then there were people that were just oh my god I dance like that you know what people get on my nerves and I actually unfriended a person because somebody had taken a picture of Galo's crotch when I think she slid on the floor I don't know what she did and they posted in one of my comments and I was like are you serious aren't you the same person that um like a uh, man that likes to grab women's pussies without asking them. I said, but you're showing me this. I, I hate hypocrisy. And people just don't understand the beautiful culture that is the Latin culture and the dancing and stuff like that. It's been people just sort of supposed to stay stagnant and not shake their ass or booty or whatever the case may be. It was just, it was just sad. Now, so many people were just like, yeah. oh, my God, they're half naked, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I said, this, this woman is like 50 years old and doing this. Let me see you do your thing. Huh? What? I can't hear you. Okay, you can't? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm so glad that, you know, the Latin, Latin artists out there are busting out the seams. I know that there's this one Peloton instructor, Camila. She, she, she loves bad buttons. And every opportunity, oh yeah, and and I just like that, you know, it's 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 showing much love in the Latin community, and that's what it's all about. Now, I'm going to play your song, understandably. Tell me what that's about. Oh, I love understandably. <laughs> so, understandably is a record for anyone who has ever felt kind of rushed into a situation by someone who overpromised and underdelivered. I am I'm a rising songstress. I'm making moves. There's a lot of big things happening for me in my career. And mm-hmm. at the time I hadn't even been on stage yet. You know, this this guy I was seeing hadn't even seen me do my thing. And I remember just him one day like freaking out and was like, Oh, I'm taking a back seat to your rock star life. And I just was like, what are you talking about? Like, like you, like you just got on the ride. Like, you haven't seen anything yet. And it just showed me that people like to hold you down. People want to hold you down when they see something that sparkles. They're like, oh, man, I just, I want to keep this. I want to put it in my pocket. I can't handle it. This is too much energy for me. And that's what the song is, understandably. You know, I, I remember it's kind of me talking shit. And just being like, yo, you knew what you signed up for. 
Right. And clearly you were you were infatuated and then you want to be like, Oh my god, I love you to then realize that like you actually don't. You just didn't want me to be with anybody else. Which is understandable. Right. I trust me, I get it. I know my value, I know what I provide in a relationship, I know the love yeah. that I'm able to give other people. So I get it, which is why I'm kind of being like, All right, well, it's understandable. But it's also understandable that I'm singing the song and this is my response. So so yeah, that's understandable. All right, uh writer's block I think it's like a I think it like can handicap you you know in a way that it doesn't need to in the sense of like you know you are what you tell yourself and whenever I'm like stuck on a song you know Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh what do I want to say for the bridge and I just put it down and I'll be like Mm -hmm. you know what I haven't lived enough to finish this I need to live in order to have a moment of an aha moment of reflection Right. Because the songs are retrospective, you know, they typically have, you typically write them in the moment, like I write them in the moment when I'm angry, and then they 
get finished, you know, in due time. And right. sometimes you're able to kind of look back and, and use different metaphors and similes and analogies to express how you felt because in the moment sometimes you can be super angry. So, like, that passion, that initial umph, for instance, with understandably, had started, you know, months right. prior to finishing the song. And then, you know, we made a couple of changes. We made a couple of tweaks. Other things happened. So I personally believe in living your life. You have to live. You have to put it down, and you have to just go. Be yourself. You don't, you know, sometimes I won't write for, like, a month, three weeks. Mm. And I'll just be listening to voice notes that I recorded because I freestyle everything. So I'll just be, like, I'll be walking down the street here in New York, and I'll be inspired by something, and I'll just put on my phone and just start singing into my phone. You know, and then over the next few weeks, I'll be listening to it, listening to it over and over again. I'll be like, ooh, I like that piece. Ooh, I like that piece. Ooh, this is a full song. Oh, that's a full verse. And then I have a couple of days where I just sit down and, like, dissect the voice notes and write them all out. Um, But, yeah, you got to live life. You know, because if you're just, like, knocking your head against the wall going, oh, why can't I figure this out? It's like, go out. Go have a drink with your friends. Go, Go hang out with your homies. Go smoke a bowl. And then I'll come back and be like, oh, this is what the song needs. And then it just, it just happens. And you got to trust. You got to trust and believe. Nothing, nothing good happens when you're forced, you know? Yeah, I agree. I can't, I can't force right. I can't. It it has to be, I have to be motivated by something. I have to feel it. I have to be in the mood. Um, cause I will, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I'll scream at the screen or I'm still old school. I still write on paper. I'll toss the paper in the air and through this, I'm walking out. I can't deal with this crap right now. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, it, it, it has to come naturally. Um, it's very important because I have lots to say, but it has to come out right. It's funny because you know, sometimes I'll sit down and write and I'll try to do like the verse, verse, sports, that is that. And I, I get frustrated. I said, you don't like to write like this anymore. So why don't you just write the way that you write? And because some genres are stickler for stuff, which they need to evolve. And I'm just like, you know what? I know who I am as an artist. I'm going to write the way that I want. The people that will love it will love it. Yeah. The people that don't like it don't have to listen to it and I move on. I just don't want to sound like everything out there. Um, that's being played because our, our, our radio station is inundated with the same damn music all the time. Um, oh what, my God, I know. You know, because you know. Um, what do you love most about being an artist? What I love most about being an artist is I just get to be me. Like, Amen. you know, I love acting. I've been doing a bunch of commercials lately, which has been really fun, Uh, from, like, local commercials to, like, larger campaigns. Like, I was on a teeth whitening infomercial, and my family woke up in the middle of the night, and the TV was on, and they were like, is this you? And it was hilarious. And I was like, yeah, it was a great time, and the product worked. It was awesome. But, you know, I've been doing that, and and that's kind of, even in commercials, it's like, I'm still me. And I play these roles, these, like, small roles. And, you know, I love acting, and I act in all of my music videos, and I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And you, you act on stage because you're retelling these stories, you know, every time you sing one of your songs. And so mm. I just love that I don't have to pretend to be anything else, and, and yeah. I, I struggle with that, you know. I, I struggle being fake. I, I struggle having a filter. <laughs> like, I've become so, you know, honest and and real with myself and with other people that like if I don't want to hang around someone like I'll just leave I'll just take an Irish exit and I'll just run out the door not no one will ever know and that used to not be me I was very much more of a pushover more of a people pleaser wanted people to like me and so now my favorite part about being an artist is I don't have to pretend to be anything that I'm not I'm not running for office I don't have to pretend that I've never done drugs you know I don't have to pretend that I'm some goody two-shoes who's supposed to you know know you know, a lot of people gave Cardi B a bunch of slack and was like, what is she doing, uh, you know, for the youth? What kind of example is she setting for the youth? I said, she's a rap star. I said, yeah. let's look at Washington. What example are those people setting for the youth? You know, those people are are, are trying to be represented. 
they're trying to be people that they want everyone to say, hey, you know what, she's a good woman, she has our best interest in mind, you know, or he's, he's a great man, he's a father. But a majority of them, it's all a facade. And with artists, you don't need a facade. Just be you. You like my music? I'm, I've been in dysfunctional shit. You've been in dysfunctional shit. Dope. Let's vibe on that. I got you. You understand me? I understand you. Like, that's my favorite part about it. I just you don't have to be anything that you're not. Keep it on right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. Now I'm going to play your song, Mi Siento Sola. Tell us what that's about. Oh, yeah. Oh, Me Siento Sola. I'm so excited. This song comes out August 12th. And what's so great about Me Siento Sola is my favorite phrase that we use in my family, our favorite Spanish phrase is called, we say, Ya tu sabes, which means you already know. <laughs> like, you know, hey, this happened, but, you know, couldn't stop him. Ya tu sabes. Or, you know, I got a little spicy. Ya tu sabes. So that's like one of my favorite, that's like one of my favorite phrases that uh, I love to use in Spanish and that we use amongst the family. And so Me Siento Sola is about how I tolerate people who use me. I tolerate you know, people who treated me wrong and have done me dirty or toxic relationships where, like, I knew he wasn't in love with me and I knew that this wasn't really going anywhere, but I stuck around. Why? Because I get lonely. And Miss yeah. Sola means I feel lonely or I get lonely. So it's like totally taking responsibility for my own actions in the sense of instead of being like, hmm, I wonder why I get into these cyclical dysfunctional relationships or why all these people are using me and I end up, you know, getting the shit under the stick. And I was like, Oh my God, it's cause I get bored. It's cause I get right. lonely. So we kind of made it into this little like self-reflection dance track. It's kind of like a, here's the problem, but here's the answer. <laughs> the answer is here. And so we made it a fun track. This was produced by James Oliver, the third, and we had a blast adding, you know, Cuban percussion and live trumpet solos. It's a really, really fun song. I'm, I'm so grateful and, and excited that you're about to play it. Awesome songs. Yeah, I can relate. I got rid of a lot of friends. I understand it. <laughs> understand it. Money, more problems. Driving my car, just do me. Yeah, waking up a new Gucci, know that I bought. Problem, no, another one, no drama. Got my backpack, about to dip on quick, and I can't look fast. You be wanting my body all up in my crib. You be shacking it up in my pretty kitchen. Dipping my teeth, turn up on me. I'm really sweet, smoking my weed. You don't deserve me, but don't you see? Me siento sola Me siento sola Como puedes culparme Podría matarme Pero ya tú sabes Por qué De mi sangre y de tus labios cuando te estamos y sigue bailando.
¿Cómo puedes culparme? Podría matarme, pero ya tú sabes Es porque hay que lo <laughs> thank you thank you so much now before I let you go what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry <laughs> three things that I three. wish I would have known three that's my lucky number three things is um, contracts save friendships because when you have a contract with a friend or someone who you think is your friend, things mm. change when money gets involved. Mm, um, yes. And to have a contract <laughs> legally binding, and if they're your friend, they'll sign it. You know, it's like a prenup. Like, if you love me, you'll sign it. You're not here for my money. <laughs> like, you know, um, there's that. Uh, the other thing is, because um, that's, that's definitely just saved the day so many times. Um I think the other most important thing is to have a team. It's not about a record deal. It's about a team. You know, it's about having producers, musicians, people that you trust. I have an amazing master, mixer, engineer. I'm, it's taken a long time to build this team. And a lot of people have dropped off, you know, and have, right. have had a chapter in my life and have done things for me or taught me some hard lessons. So, I mean, Rephrase, contract save friendships. <laughs> build your own team. Even Amen. if it takes you 10 years, build, build your own team. Build your own team. Everything happens at a good time. And the last one is you have plenty of time. You have plenty yeah. of time. Don't right. let anybody ever rush you and say that you're running out of time or you're getting too old or you're doing right. this or you're doing that. It's not a not about that anymore. Nobody wants to hear a 15-year-old singing about a marital affair. That's not authentic. That's not real. It's about it's about keeping it 100. And, and when you are older, you are able to share your wisdom and your knowledge based off your experiences. I think I, my biggest thing is you have plenty of time. If you believe you have plenty of time, you have plenty of time. If you believe there's a scarcity of time, you will live a scarcity mindset. So those are my those are my three biggest takeaways that I wish I would have known, and I'm glad I'm glad I know now. <laughs> and all very 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 true. Yeah, and note that that when you get into the music business, you're a newbie. Everybody's going to tell you that they can create wonderful things for you. They can make you a star. That's BS. Always do your due diligence. Oh my God. Search people. Because the skin, it's almost like they know how to go. They just go right on you, and they 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 tell you, and don't don't spend, don't give them any money. If somebody's interested in you, they will support your career. Um, make sure you have someone that can read your agreements as well as you. You know, um, and don't change for anybody. If you know who you are as an artist, keep it that way. You know, don't don't let anybody. Yep. You. you have to love yourself. Uh, first, I always tell people that when you create music, if you can't listen to it on repeat for a hundred times, don't put it out. I can listen to my own music, yeah. get out to it, and be quite happy with it. And tell my, I look at my music oh, videos. Yeah. You go, girl. You do your thing. Yes, I do that. <laughs> because you have to pump yeah. your, oh, a hundred percent. You know, you have to puff yourself up. Yes. If you can't puff yourself up, don't do it. Don't get in the music business because this, this, this business is crazy. It's hard. There are many days. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Don't sign anything. Don't Ladies sign anything. gentlemen, those of you listening, don't sign anything. Don't sign shit. You know, like you said, do your due diligence. Be yourself. Stay focused. If everyone listened to other people, about how to be and how to make their music, we wouldn't have a majority of the artists that we have. And people are going to tell you no. People are going to say that you suck. Right. And you just you just can't listen to them. People are going to pick you apart. One of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got was be comfortable with all of your secrets. 
come to terms and accept all of your secrets and all pieces of who you are. Because when you become a star, you will be dissected and picked apart. And nobody can hold anything against you if you've accepted it. It's no longer a secret. It's no longer a scandal. It is what it is. And they don't have that power over you. Accept yourself. The good, the bad, the ugly. Amen. Fucking kill it. Thousand percent. A hundred thousand percent. Well, Sasha, thank you so much for being on chatting with Matt. It was my honor to get to know you more. You're fantastic. I love your authenticity. I love the fact fact that you're outspoken as well because I'm I'm the same way. You know, we need more people that are. We need more people to stand up and be outspoken. This world needs that more than ever these days. And I think that um, you're going to go, obviously, you're you're already having a lot of success. You're going to have even more success in the future and to follow your music. Um, But thanks again for being on the show. It's truly my honor. Thank you. Thank you, Nat. I really appreciate you. This was a really fun conversation. And thanks for being authentic and true to yourself as well. I can feel that and feel you through this conversation. Like, <laughs> we're bad bitches and we keep it 100. And I, I, I respect that. <laughs> right. Amen. All right, everybody. This is Chatting with Nat with the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Sasha Fernandez. You want to find her? She's at www.sashafernandez.com. And if you don't remember that, just Google Sasha Prendes because we can't remember every damn social media platform that we are on. (laughs) (laughs) Chatting with Matt. Chatting with Matt is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.